Hello, how are you? Welcome to another episode of The Godfather Godfather Part 2 Minute. I'm fine, how are you? I'm Alex Robinson. I'm Andy Robinson. How are you? Oh, okay. Good. All right. You know what we should do? We should talk about minute number 90. Yeah. We are one hour and a half into the film. We are a third of the way done with The Godfather Part 2. We're only a third of the way done? One third of the way. Are you serious? It's 270 minutes? I don't. I couldn't tell you. you that know doesn't what? sound right. It's too long. No. Yeah. Too short a movie. <laughs> Alex, repeat after me. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. Novanta. Novanta. You got to ask my doctor if Novanta is right for me. <laughs> Side effects include being garroted, bulging eyeballs, difficulty breathing. <laughs> Excessive lead in your blood system. <laughs> heart attack. If your heart attack lasts up to twenty years, consult a doctor. Oh no, no, no! That was not Novanta. That was not Novanta. <laughs> it was an abortion, Michael. <laughs> and I thought this. I thought this prescription medicine would help me, but it ter- turns out it's not Novanta. It's just Ritz cracker and uh, and uh, chopped liver. <laughs> so minute number ninety of the Godfather Part Two, or Novanta, as they say. Uh, Mikey and Fredo are on a Cuban piazza when the elder, the elder Corleone brother struggles to order a banana daiquiri. <laughs> Mikey then starts to outline what will happen the next few days in Havana. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mikey, um, Mikey giving some Spanish lessons. Yeah, so... Um, Where do you want to start? Well, I guess we'll just go through an order. How about we go through an order this time? Yeah. More or less. Start from the top. Yeah. It's so it starts off with... with uh, is we last week we had the the where Fredo was like, ah, oh, why didn't we do this for? Oh no, oh, Mikey, I was so mad at you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so then when this minute starts, Fredo and Mikey are holding hands, and then Fredo mm-hmm. like pulls his hand away, like he's like embarrassed yeah. about um, and upset kind of at himself. He says, like, well, why can't we even done this? Spend time like this before? Yeah, how do you think Mikey interprets this? How does Mikey yeah. interpret? He never follows up for why were you angry at me, mm-hmm. or does he just does he does he assume? Well, he'd probably be angry because he got stepped over. Yeah, not angry enough where he would betray me. Obviously, but yeah. I could see. I could. I'm trying to think like those around me think, and mm-hmm. I could see how someone in his position. You don't come to Havana and talk to a man like Fredo Corleone like that, <laughs> even if he's your brother. I think you're right. I think Mikey just assumes they maybe they never talked about it. Right. And so Mikey kind of understands that he feels stepped over. Because remember, it's not until later in the movie that Fredo really spills his guts to Mikey and talks about being stepped over and Mike's saying that's right. not how Pop wanted it, all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think he just lets it go. So he just... Because remember, they had also just talked... Fredo, in the previous minute, had also talked about marrying a woman like Kay. Right. And so... I think Mikey... mad at Mikey about that? Oh, Mikey just kind of... Senses that Fredo has regrets that his life is not how he imagined it would be. Yeah. And so then when he says, why didn't we do this before? Mm Mm-hmm. 
I Why get... don't we spend time like this before? <laughs> uh, so <What> you... <laughs> the the my my natural question would be before what? Just like before now? Obviously, he yeah. means before I ratted you out to Hyman Roth. Yeah. But Mikey doesn't seem to to pick up on that. Yeah, part I of think it. so. It's really, it's really. No, um, I wouldn't say I'm struggling with it exactly, but like. I've always thought that up in, like up until now, you didn't know that Fredo was the traitor. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that that conversation with about Johnny Ola was mm-hmm. was was audible on some versions mm-hmm. of the film, it really changes the things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I really um, like Francis Ford Coppola is clear is I guess on some level doing this as if. Like some people would not have post put it together, but that you could also put it together if you if you're paying mm-hmm. attention and know all the characters' names and all that stuff. That, uh, that yeah, it's hard to think back to a time, maybe the first time you saw it, the first yeah, the first time you saw it, where you didn't know at this point that Fredo may have been the traitor. I, I don't know. It's like impossible to remember that time. Did we ever? Yeah. Did we ever not know Fredo was the traitor up until the the Superman scene? I don't know. I, it's well, it's also weird that Coppola would have put that in basically the first third of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. so going from that point, you know that Fredo's the traitor, and it kind of saps some of the. It would be like in if like it was an Empire Strikes Back. Spoiler alert! If like in the <laughs> first scene, Darth Vader was like, "Yes, my son, Darth Luke Skywalker, is the one I'm looking for." Yeah. It kind of undermines the reveal later on when Mikey learns yeah. it, which is, I think, when a lot of people probably piece it together or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. It is interesting, then, that he chose to put that scene, the phone call scene with Johnny Ola in there. Yeah. It's just it's an interesting choice, because you're right, it does. Well, let's imagine what it would have been like without that scene. So, in the previous minute or two... Mm-hmm. Michael says, oh, Johnny Ola, Hyman Roth. Freda says, no, I don't know them. Right. And that would have been believable. You would have taken that at face yeah. value. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have stood out at all in any way. And then Superman scene, boom. So, and, Fr- and Michael had talked to Tom Hagen many minutes ago yeah. saying he wanted to, he needed to find out who the traitor was. It's weird because it's a it's a rare circumstance where we know more than Michael does. Mm-hmm. Whereas up until now, like Michael knew stuff we didn't know. He knew yeah. what his plan was going to be. He knew kind of. So it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a twist. Yeah. So uh, anyway, do you think if we had not seen the the telephone scene with Fredo and Johnny Ola, mm-hmm. and then we eventually see the Superman scene? Would it have been very? Would it have been clear immediately that Fredo was the traitor? Well, you'd have to remember that Johnny, that Fredo said, "Oh, I didn't. I don't remember. I don't. I never met Johnny or Hyman Roth." And maybe that wouldn't have stood out very much on its own if it had just been the that dialogue. No, I don't know them. And then a few minutes later, he's talking about, "Oh, how Johnny Ola knows all these places." I don't know. I don't know if you would have pieced it together except the look on Michael's face and then later on at New Year's where he he shares with Fredo that he knows he's the traitor. Yeah. 
because they were out partying. Maybe someone started talking about Johnny Ola knowing all these places. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe... Or maybe he did lie to Michael saying he didn't know them, but he wasn't a full-blown traitor. Right. Like, the phone call really locks him. You, you know, you guys got me in enough trouble already. Like, don't, but, call, don't call back. Wrong number. Wrong number. But clearly, Mikey, that's enough evidence for Mikey is him saying, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm friends. I'm, I'm you know, I'm Old yeah, Man Roth and Johnny. We come here all the time, you know. Yeah. So, but with an audience have put it together. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe you need those little breadcrumbs along the way. Yeah, I guess so. For the, the audience to put it together. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great if on New Year's he kisses and says, Fredo, Fredo, I knew it was you. You broke my heart, Fredo. And Fredo's like, what, what are you talking about, Mikey? What are you, ta- <laughs> like, you said you didn't know Johnny Ola. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I was just talking about his reputation. <laughs> I meant know him, know him. I mean, I'm acquaintances with him, but I wouldn't say I know him. I mean, who is the real Johnny Ola? Yeah. Oh, no, I was talking about a different Johnny Ola. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, who's the real Johnny Ola? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Ola. Uh, one thing actually it occurred to me while I was I was I was publicizing uh, I was posting on the social networks about the last episode mm-hmm. where Frito denies knowing them, and I just mm. I jokingly said, "Oh, he never heard of this Herman Roth or." Or Jimmy Ola. And it occurred to me that Ola is like a way of saying hello in Spanish. And Johnny Ola is like the Cuban refer- representative. So it almost yeah. it almost sounds like a fake name they gave him because he works in... <laughs> they, yeah, we call him Johnny Ola because he works down in, down in Havana. Because he knows all those places. He's the one that shows everyone a good time when they go yeah. visit. <laughs> so uh, anyway. Johnny, 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 hello, says Ola. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Hello. Maybe that was his nickname in, in well, that's America. His, that's his name in Italian. And then when they go to oh, Cuba, they call it Johnny oh, Hello. It was like Johnny Buongiorno. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great name, Johnny Buongiorno. It is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, the the, the mystery, not, not the mystery, but the... the the, the the puzzle of what who knew what and when continues. Yeah. How about this? How about this? Uh, jo- uh, Johnny Buongiorno says hola. Ah, 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 he knows all these places. Ah, ah. <laughs> it's like all these different weird alternative universes. Johnny Aloha. Um, yeah, so... Um, well, because then also after when... when uh, so jumping ahead a little bit, mm-hmm. after he orders the banana daiquiri and... At one point, Mikey, like, smiles at him, and then the smile, like, he drops the smile, and he's just, like, staring at, at Fredo. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look at that stare and be like, oh, he suspects something, but clearly he doesn't. No. So it's, 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 I guess Mikey's just resting face looks suspicious. Yeah. Like, li- li- yeah, he looks, mm-hmm. not that he looks suspicious, but he looks suspiciously at others. Yes. It is his natural, yeah. natural he default mode. He's got that look that it's just stone cold, so flat. Yeah, and it's one of those that I see would would allow him to would would kind of would force other people to reveal how they are feeling. 
It's yes. like looking into a mirror. Yes. You know, just like this flat other face that's... Yeah. You can't tell what they're thinking or learning about you, so you're more maybe more likely to reveal if you're a traitor or break down. <laughs> All right, I did it. I feel like ah. we've we've brought this up on the show before, <laughs> but I remember that being something our dad used to do. Really? Well, he would. I remember that he would do. He would ask you a question, and then you would like answer it, but then he would just like stop and wait. He wouldn't like. There was a long enough pause after, like, say, I would finish speaking mm-hmm. where I feel like in a normal conversation, the other person would react or jump in and mm-hmm. he would just like keep staring. And it was it was a good technique to make someone keep talking because or someone like me anyway, who mm-hmm. like if there's a silent pause, I'm my my gut instinct is to just keep talking and fill up that space rather yeah. than mm-hmm. and I don't know if he was just like well I don't want to like step on people I want to give people room to breathe and to talk yeah you know because uh, I guess especially New Yorkers have a tendency to be to jump in and to be like aggressive speakers keep talking yeah or or till yeah when someone's like before they're done saying something someone would jump in yeah and, and yeah so anyway it was a but it was very unsettling mm-hmm. so well he was uh, a teacher and I think that May have also been a teacher move. Yeah. Just allow another reason I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, did he have like a pad too and a pencil? Was he scoring you? Well, he would just he like, like nod he, and then go. Interesting. Was he like taking notes and giving you grades? Interesting. Wow. That's what he would say. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, huh. yes. So maybe that's what Mikey's doing. Just kind of being like, let give yeah. some give let them hang themselves by letting yes. them continue to yammer on. So. <laughs> Um, did uh, didn't you learn about that technique and how to win friends and influence people in the digital age? Because you are, aren't you supposed to? You want to get people talking and talking yes. about themselves because people love to blather on they about do. themselves. They do. So that's a great technique. But I guess Keep there's a line talking. because you don't want someone to feel uncomfortable. Because if they feel uncomfortable, they're not going to want to be around you. Because they're like something about that guy. Just like he always just pauses and waits for me to talk. So it's it's uh... interesting. (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) so So we got another. Oh, so well, one other detail Uh is that when Mikey, when Fredo says, "Oh, why don't we why don't we do this before?" Yeah. And he throws his lighter down on the table. Oh, that was his lighter. Yeah, I wasn't I, sure. I thought it was a bottle cap or something. I assume it's his lighter. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he gives up. He, he, he yeah. throws down the power. The throws power totem. Of, yeah, of the that's right. So, anyway, what were you gonna say? I was gonna get to the ordering of the drinks. Let's do it. Now you've had a drink. Mm-hmm. It, it sort of recalls Pop and Tom Hagen, right? Yeah. Now you had to order a drink. <laughs> And be able to tell me what you want to tell me. So Fredo says, uh, "You want a drink, right?" He's kind of frustrated that yeah. he that this whole thing happened. He's like, "Wait He calls the waiter yeah. over. <laughs> well, so pausing there. Uh-huh. Have you ever been in a restaurant or bar situation where you have said "waiter" and called like called out for the waiter to come to the table? I don't. Yes, I think so, but I don't think I've ever said "waiter." What do you say? Like, excuse me. Yeah. Like, if they're kind of, I wouldn't call across the room, but if right. they're in passing, yeah, I don't think I have. Okay. Not, not, not just like a cold waiter. 
Right. No. You don't snap your fingers. No, no, not in a disrespectful <laughs> way. I assume that if you do that, you're, you're going to wind up with a drink with spit. <laughs> That's right. You and I disagree about that. You think like half the time the food comes out that there's food spit in it and if feces the, if and urine. If a customer is making trouble, yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Have you, you? When was the last time you worked a retail job where you dealt with customer service? I worked in... Two different Burger Kings. Yeah. I worked in Friendly's. Uh-huh. And, and you're telling food. me never once did anyone, did you or anyone, I'm not going to say you did it, you're classy. No, no, I, I did not do it. And, and I was working with like all high school kids. I was in high school and college. Not once, Alex. Now not who's once. being that? Now who's being that? I mean, do you realize can. that like, if you if someone sees you doing that or, or knows you're doing that, you're absolutely screwed. Oh, what, you lose your job at the Burger King? That's a big deal for people, <laughs> losing their jobs, even if it is a low-paying yeah, well. job. I, I think that's a paranoia that, that some people have. Like, oh, like don't complain, the food's going to get spit. Restaurant workers aren't spitting in people's food. You're willing to risk it. You're going to play the odds. I, well, you, know, yeah, you know what? I definitely risk it, yeah, right. no doubt, yeah. So, well, I risk it, too. I, it's not yeah. like I've ever turned back food because I thought someone spit in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just accept the fact that if... Oh, you expect it then? Well, I'm like, if I'm if if I'm at a table that's causing trouble, then yes, mm-hmm. then wow. What do you think they do? I think they spit in the food. They do, but like they'll just take the plate that's already prepared. Like like walk me through it. So it's a plate that's on. Like the the chef says, table nineteen. There's a big. There's like two plates of food, yeah. and they like grab it from there, and then before they turn and start to walk out of the kitchen they they like spit right just boom spit right on top or they spit and then cover it and mix it yeah they like still like move like the steak or whatever and then spit and then just put it like on top like of right it. there right where they pick it up at the well i'm sure like they the tell the chef too oh my god these jerks are they're really busting oh, my no chops way. no way and then, there's no way all right no if anything they're doing it and not sharing that they did it because then the chef's like, you're spitting in something I just made. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nah. All right. I don't think so. If yeah. anyone, we should I, I, Yeah, no, let us know anonymously. How would people there. do that, though? Um, well, I'm sure there's a statue of limitations. So if you have not... If you sure, spit in yeah. someone's food and it was longer than seven yeah. years ago, that's the statue of limitations. Perfect, yeah. You cannot be <laughs> prosecuted after seven years put it, of Yeah, put it, put it over at Fredo Corleone's yeah. Mickey Mouse nightclub. And let us know... Well, it has to also be in, a, in an establishment, not like at home with, your, you know, you're eight years old and you spit in your cousin's ice cream <laughs> That's or even funnier, the fact that you would spit in a home situation. That is... No, that I mean, it's, I'm thinking crazy. if you're like kids and yeah. you're just like an, you know, an eight-year-old kid and you're just being a jerk. So you have yeah. to be at least 16 years old. You have to be working in a restaurant in a place that is licensed to sell food made on the premises okay <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna ask our uh our sicilian scholar tony consiglio because he has worked in food preparation for a long time and I, okay we can ask him but i would take his answers with a grain of salt i can mm. see pun intended because i could see him <laughs> embellishing it for okay. the sake of entertainment all right, all right. right. fair enough yeah i'll start asking around though yes so wait up. <laughs> and he snaps his fingers yeah. yeah so then he comes over to the table oh wait wait, wait. Well, I, see, I could see Hyman Roth going oh no Johnny small loogie 
Oh. <laughs> Hyman Roth always makes loogies for his partners. Oh. <laughs> the, 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 his birthday cake comes out and yeah. the eye with the eye of, of Cuba on there yeah. and just loogies all over that's it. That's why everybody he wants a smaller piece. He's like, <laughs> smaller piece. Well, that's, you know, he's like, health, the most important thing. <laughs> that's why he's all sick later. <laughs> Believe me, these people have been have been rebels for five coming years. It's, it's in their saliva. <laughs> we're not only going to import stickmen for the crafts tables. We're going to import people that respect health standards. <laughs> so big iconic moment, Alex. Mm-hmm, yeah, I would say this is maybe top fifteen recognized Godfather lines. What? Yes. It, between the two movies, you think it's the top fifteen? Within the top so. fifteen, I don't think really? so. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I could be wrong. Obviously, we have no, <laughs> we have no way of no knowing. No, right? But uh, yeah. I wonder, is there any way to find out? I mean, I guess you could just go to a list of Godfather quotes, and if it's like not the most famous Godfather quotes, and kind of average yeah. out average amount. Well, you just, whatever the whatever they say are the fifteen ones, I mean, but average all the sources together because you're gonna have one guy posting what his favorite twenty are. Right. right. All right, work on that for next minute. Okay. I'll yeah, we'll ask. Yeah. We'll answer. Is it a night? And also, if if any listener, if you want to weigh in, whether it's a it's a we already sent you the nightclub while you're there telling us your yes. loogie story, then please go there and oh. uh, tell us if you think. This line ranks in the top 15 between all three movies. That's right. And we haven't even said the line yet. Yes. So Fredo calls over the waiter and mm-hmm. says, uh, <laughs> uh, he he says to Mikey, uh, how do you say banana daiquiri? Yeah. Then Mikey says, banana daiquiri. Mm-hmm. And Fredo says, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> that's and it. it's so charming. They both chuckle at that. Mm-hmm. Did you see Fredo's response? Yeah. Sort of. From the back of his head, he yeah. chuckles at that. Yeah. And he orders that, and he orders a, a club soda for Mikey. Mm-hmm. Not a drinker. Banana daiquiri. There you go. <laughs> so does is Fredo being genuine? What well, do you mean? Well, I mean, we brought it up earlier. He says, oh, you know, I've never met Johnny Ola. I've never met oh. Hyman Roth. In fact, I've oh. never been to Cuba. I don't even know how to order a drink in Spanish. Why? Kid, you you think I'm not that clever? <laughs> he's, he's not working that deep in his uh, in his yeah. uh, in his cover story. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is interesting when he does. He says, uh, "Por favor, uh, uno banana daiquiri." Mm-hmm. It sounds for someone that speaks Sicilian, mm-hmm. his accent in Spanish does not sound very good. Hmm. The pronunciation of the vowels are, I think, the same, if not very yeah. close. He just sounded like a gringo. Hmm. Like a white guy just trying to prevent pronounce Spanish. I wonder how maybe much... that was even a deeper cover. Yeah, he went too deep. Maybe that's when Michael figured it out. He's like, oh, oh. he's like, he's he speaks Spanish than that. <laughs> well, do we? I wonder how much. Um, how much Italian do you think they talk? Hmm. Like, did they, when they were in their house growing up, did they all speak Sicilian to each other? Did they speak English and then every now and then Sicilian? What was the, you know, like Mikey doesn't speak it well enough to be able to talk to uh, Apollonia's father. That's true. So, so, uh, yeah. 
curious. We don't know. Interesting. We don't know the answer, but... Uh, yeah. I'm guessing in the movie... Uh, let me start with the book. Okay. I believe that the book... Or, sorry, not the book, but in real life, if this were a true story, mm-hmm. I think they would have spoken a lot of Sicilian in the house. Right. Because Mama and uh, Vito, that's their primary language. Right. They probably speak... Yeah, I, I'd be surprised. In the movie, they they probably should have like stronger accents. Although he was there since a kid, that's what I mean. He was, but he lived in a Sicilian community. I mean, there are people nowadays that live in America for decades and decades, and they. However, however, uh, yeah, I know. It's like Tony Consiglio's parents have been here for fifty years, yeah. and they still speak mostly Sicilian. Yeah, and when they speak English, I, I don't remember. Do they speak with accents? Yes, it's very very broken yeah. kind of English. Yeah, so, I, I would. So I, you would think. I mean, it would probably just would have been too hard, or maybe not right. effective to have and the happen. actors doing that. And interestingly, in the flashback scenes, when we see Jenko and Vito and Mister Jenko and even uh, Finucci, yeah. Although does Finucci speak Italian? Yeah, they're speaking Sicilian. Okay. Yeah. But they, but Jenko and Vito don't speak Italian to each other. Yeah, like when when they're going to the the theater show and stuff. Yeah, they're talking to each other in English, right? Yeah, no, they're speaking in Sicilian. Really? Yeah, I think there are subtitles. Okay. Yeah, and that's real. That seems realistic. They're they live in a Sicilian neighborhood. Oh yeah, they're all their whole community is Sicilian. Right. It's not like here where kids arrive and everything they're exposed to is in English. Right, it's different nowadays. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I'm sure there are enclaves in, in in American cities where if you live in an immigrant population, you can get by not speaking English. Yeah. If yeah. you are just dealing with other immigrant people, so yeah. But I feel like um, kids now coming to America are going to be less likely to become adults that don't speak English very right. well. well. Yeah, English is the second; it's the most common second language in the world yeah so I imagine yeah. a lot of people and you're yeah people are exposed to American culture a lot more and yeah and kids don't there's like not a lot of pride in speaking your parents language it's usually a, a struggle for parents to get their kids to keep learning their language yeah that's probably been true that's probably yeah. true every, in every mm-hmm. uh, every immigrant experience yeah um yeah, because yeah. when you're a kid, you want to fit in and you want to seem as normal. You want to seem as mainstream as possible. You don't want to have a funny accent that everyone makes fun of uh-huh. and so on. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think they probably, in reality, would have spoken Sicilian right. in the home. Yeah. But in the movie, you don't see that as much. Yeah. Yeah, you really don't see Fredo speaking Sicilian. Hmm. No, you don't, see, you don't see Sonny. I mean, he throws in an Italian phrase every now and then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So they order drinks. Yes. Orders a club soda. Uh, I have some information about daiquiris. Okay. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. And I have information about club soda. Perfect. Oh, Excellent. my gosh. We're quite the team here. There you go. All right. Lay it on me. What you got? Daiquiris. Uh, the daiquiri is believed to have been invented in uh, Cuba mm-hmm. in um, the early 1900s. The uh, Jennings Cox Jennings Cox was an American mining engineer from the Mining Corporation, hmm. and uh, he was stationed in Havana and apparently invented this drink called the, uh, the called the daiquiri. Oh, it's from Cuba! It's from Cuba! Wow! 
there is a beach and an iron mine n- near Santiago named Daiquiri. Oh my gosh! So I think that's where the, that's the where name it comes came from. from. Wow. Um, Daiquiri. It remained pretty much a local thing until 1909, when Rear Admiral Lucius Johnson stopped in Cuba, loved the daiquiri, and then brought it to, uh, went to the Army Navy Club in Washington, D.C. and said, you should serve these daiquiris. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, even then, it was still kind of like a like a in-the-know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the 40s, that's when the daiquiri really came of age. Mm. Uh, you want to guess why the daiquiri became popular in then? the 40s? In the 1940s? It wasn't prohibition, right? Uh, something about World War II. That's, Sweet, something. that's correct. Okay. Uh, Sugar, molasses, something about being able to make them abroad. You're getting warmer. Okay. Uh, well, preserved. Uh, they, the sugar could stay preserved as they shipped it to Europe. Prior to the 1940s, rum was thought of as like a lowbrow, mm. like, like alcoholics and pirates drank rum. <laughs> you know, no, decent people didn't drink rum. However, yeah. World War II breaks out. Vodka and whiskey, you can't get them anymore. Because, you know, you can't be shipping stuff oh, across there yeah. with U-boats and stuff. So, oh, like, right. where can we get an alcohol that's locally produced? Mm-hmm. And that's when they said, you know what? We should start making rum-based cocktails. Mm. And then, so the 40s saw a big boom in rum-based cocktails. Oh, excellent. Which are, uh, still remain to this day. Extremely um, popular. Yeah, there That's you go. That's great. So it was a supply chain issue. Supply chain issue. That brought yeah. about the popularity of the rum-based drink. Yeah. The daiquiri. Very cool. It's uh, what's what's a uh, bad news for the whiskey and vodka developers was great news for the rum. The that's rum right. heads. Yeah. <laughs> the rummies. Yeah. Well, that's bad news for the whiskey and vodka <laughs> people. And, and bad news for you, conciliary. And trucks provided by your father. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for doing that research, Alex. Yeah, there you go. You asked, we answered. Well, Alex, I know you didn't ask this, but um, I bet... What's the deal with club soda? Well, not just that. Clubs, what's the difference between club soda, seltzer, sparkling water, and tonic? That's always baffled me. You want to know? Sure. Are you sure? I'm asking, so you answer. (laughs) Okay, let's start with seltzer. Okay. Seltzer water is simply water that has been carbonated... It sounds pretty right. straightforward. Artificially with carbon dioxide. How do you do? You know how they carbonize? Do they do they just they just inject it? Yeah, because like actually we have a, a seltzer maker machine. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's a little never desktop. seen you use it. No, it kind of comes and goes. It falls out of fashion, but then we bring it back, and it has a little mm-hmm. canister of CO two. Right. That gets so the CO two just gets injected into the liquid. Yeah. That's carbonation. We drink a lot of seltzer in our house. Oh, you should get one of these things. Well, I was thinking environmentally it's probably better because even though cans are recycled, it still takes energy to recycle cans and it'd be much better environmentally for the... uh, Probably. Do you want to borrow ours? I haven't used it in a while. We can check it out. Yeah, okay. Check it out. All right, you know what? Well, dude, I'll do it. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to join the soda club. Yeah, that's right. So seltzer is just simple carbonated water. It contains no other additives like salts or sweeteners, so it's zero calories and no sugar. Because of its neutral taste, it's a great choice as a base for different types of drinks. Hmm. Go ahead and try seltzer this today. Is brought to you by the Seltzer Advisory Board. <laughs> no, the carbon dioxide advisory mm, board. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine big carbon <laughs> on the payroll of carbon dioxide to promote their product. <laughs> <laughs> That's like big, big carbon. Yeah. Big. 
Anyway, so, so that's uh, seltzer. That sounds pretty so, straightforward. So seltzer and sparkling water mm-hmm. are pretty much the same thing. Mm. Just carbonated water. It can only be called seltzer if it's from the seltzer region <laughs> of France. I think the difference is that seltzer is artificially carbonated, where sparkling water could be artificially or naturally. Because there is naturally carbonated drink. Carbonated drink. I think in certain uh, like certain mineral waters and stuff. Huh. Yeah, I think so. And then uh, tonic. No, tonic water. Tonic. I'm going to guess there's some medicinal quality to it because a tonic. Oh, because it's a tonic. Yeah. Hmm. What you got? In its simplest form, tonic water is carbonated water. So the same thing, right? Mm hmm. That has high fructose corn syrup. Oh. Yeah. Sodium benzoate, which is a preservative, citric acid, and quinine. Wow. And quinine is a naturally occurring compound. And all of this adds to its flavor and calorie count. Tonic water is great in the classic gin and tonic or vodka tonic. It has calories. Though. Yeah, tonic is surprisingly has quite a few calories. Huh, from the corn syrup, I guess. Yeah, from the wow. additives, yeah. I like gin and tonic and gin and club soda. Uh-huh. Club, so here we go. I'm saving the uh, Mikey's drink for last. Wait, so wait, I had a question about uh-huh. the tonic. Um, do you know? Is it um is it good for you? No, I, I assume if it's high fructose corn syrup, it can't be yeah, that good. Yeah, that's you. why I'm surprised why it's called tonic. I think of corn syrup as being a very modern thing. Yeah. So is this a drink that was is tonic a relatively recent? And what do you mean? Re, re, I think. Corn syrup has been around longer than you think. It's not like an 80s thing. It's been around a while. Okay. I don't know that for certain, but... Right. Yeah. Like, I think a gin and tonic, that to me sounds like something old, like a classic thing, but that could just be from the the 40s. You're right. Well, and here we are in 1959 in the movie, and he's ordering club soda. I guess he's not ordering a tonic-based drink. Right. So, hmm. Hmm. yeah, that's a good question. Anyway, yeah. So so the, okay so we have seltzer which is just carbonated just simple carbonated water simple carbonated water tonic which has high fructose corn syrup and other naturally occurring things yeah quinine citric acid yeah other and things. now we're moving on to uh, club soda club which soda being the most exclusive <laughs> of the uh, so club soda is soda that you need a membership to drink caveman invented. <laughs> <laughs> Club soda, which is Mikey's drink in uh-huh. this scene, is carbonated water. That's just seltzer. Yeah. With added compounds for taste. Although it may differ brand to brand, club soda usually contains ingredients such as sodium bicarbonate, sodium chloride, and potassium sulfate. Hmm. So it's, I feel like seltzer, sparkling water is the umbrella where yeah. you start just carbonation and then under that so you know the the kingdom phylum class order sure in biology the king philip came over for good spices yeah. by the way i used that at work last week and someone oh, yeah? had never heard of that before. i never heard of it before you never heard of king philip came over for good spices no i didn't hear how that. did you remember the the classification system i animals? never remembered it i never had to oh. remember it so that's good to know yeah kingdom phylum over king philip Oh, King Philip came over. Uh, class, order, uh-huh. four good spices. Family, species? 
for good spices. Family genus species? You got it. Oh, look at that. Nice work. King Philip came over for good spices. That's it. Okay. There's one for the planets, too. Do you remember what that one is? Because I know, I always confuse the middle um, planets. Oh, I was going to say every every good boy deserves fun, but that's, not, that's <laughs> yeah. the wrong one. Um, oh, I used to know it. Yeah. Figured we asked. We we'll answer. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We should make My up very some, good. No. You know what? We should make up. I love making mnemonics. Let's make up a mnemonic for something in the Godfather world that's hard to remember. Like what order to watch the movies in. <laughs> I have a simple or the top. How about the top 15 lines in the Godfather? How do you memorize them? Ah, oh, Mikey, the paywall's coming down. That's right, Fredo. Mama said that even though you're from the Romani group of folks, uh, well, we're not going to let you get away without paying. <laughs> so uh, people should go to godfatherminute.com slash support and become a Patreon supporter. And for about a buck a week, you get twice as much content. That's right. Because finally, there's something in it for you. No! No!